TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. One. Masataka grounds it to the right side. Should be the end of this game. Smith flips to Finnegan, touches the first base bag, and the game is over. Well, the Red Sox got an absolute heroic blast from Pablo Reyes, but it was immediately erased in the bottom of the eighth inning. Nationals beat the Red Sox 6-2, to two, and they leveled this three-game series at a game apiece. Sale takes the ball tomorrow in an enormous spot for the Red Sox. And that's without a doubt a big spot for Chris Sale tomorrow with the Red Sox losing this middle match by a score of 6-2 to two against the Washington Nationals. The Red Sox fall to 63-57, and 57, and we got such a big lift from Pablo Reyes in the top of the eighth inning. Unfortunately, the two-run shot all for naught as the Nats got four back in the bottom of the eighth inning. K-Bear Ruiz, three-run home run off Garrett Whitlock. Shane, uh, Stone Garrett follows it up with a solo shot, and Whitlock gets roughed up in an inning of work, his second appearance since coming off the injured list. He allows four runs on three hits in an inning of work, four hard hit balls against him as the Red Sox fall 6-2 to two against the Nationals in the nation's capital. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. If you want to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. We're going to dissect the loss. We're also going to hear from Alex Cora uh, after this loss. Very curious to hear his thoughts on Garrett Whitlock and how he felt he looked tonight. Uh, we'll get into it more in a moment, but for Whitlock's second appearance in the bullpen, uh, you know he obviously starts the year as a starter. He's dealt with a couple different injuries this season. The Red Sox deciding for this final stretch that they wanted him as a multi-inning reliever uh, at best. They, they they for sure put him in the bullpen. He's going to be there the rest of the year, but it does not work out tonight for Garrett Whitlock, a guy so important to this Red Sox team over the last two years. But this year, it's been a tough go. He's got an ERA plus five, and after uh, tonight's appearance, he's now at 5.60 between starting and relieving. And then again, two home runs given up tonight against the Nationals. And, and the four guys for the Nats who made contact off of him to start off his outing 
all hard hit balls against him. The velo was down as well from his previous start. We look at his season averages, no problems there. But when you look at uh, what he looked like on Sunday when he made his first appearance, the velocity was 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 pretty high, and maybe there was more juice. You know, it's his first appearance back coming off the IL, but uh, he was touching ninety six miles per hour. He was actually sitting there with his sinker, but. In this outing, a little bit different for Garrett Whitlock, and 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 that's something to to watch out for moving forward uh, as uh, he continues to get some play in the bullpen uh, for the rest of 2023. But every game is so important for the Red Sox, where they are in the wild card standings. They entered today three games back of the Blue Jays. As of this current moment, they're still three and a half games back. But uh, the Blue Jays are taking on the Phillies, and actually that game just went final. So the the Red Sox remain three games back. Phillies beat the Blue Jays by a score of nine to four. So uh, this is it. The Red Sox three games back of the third wild card spot in the American League with forty two games to go. It's the home stretch. Uh, the, the the competition upcoming here for the Red Sox doesn't get easier. They have the Yankees up next. They're now below five hundred team. They lost tonight, but you have to win these types of games. And now it's just it's imperative for the Red Sox to win this series by getting the game tomorrow. Chris Sale is going to get the start for the Red Sox. They're facing a starter in Patrick Corbin, whose best days seem to be behind him. He has been really bad uh, for the Washington Nationals. So that is a that is a game the Red Sox have to you know, win, rebound from tonight, and, and, and put up some big numbers against Corbin, a guy that has an ERA that's hovering near five on the season. They need Chris Sale. They need the offense to, to get alive to, or, or wake up a little bit. Uh, in that game tomorrow. Tonight, they were silenced by Mackenzie Gore, who, if, if you didn't know about him, he, he was a big part of that Juan Soto trade. Uh, one of the guys that the Nationals got back from the San Diego Padres, a former third overall pick, and he showed why tonight. He, he left the game in the seventh inning. It seemed like an apparent injury, uh, but he was great. Six and a third innings and allowed just one hit and two walks while striking out seven Red Sox batters. He, he's a young phenom. Looked like uh, coming into tonight, I was previewing it in the pregame, talking about how he's, as the season has progressed, his numbers have dipped. He had a 5.67 ERA over his last 12 starts after posting an ERA roughly at three and a half through the first two months. And yet he looked great. He, he looked like a guy that you could point to and say, this is going to be one of the best starting pitchers uh, in the league in the near future. He was that good against the Red Sox. And yeah, yeah, no Jaron Duran in the lineup. Masataki Yoshida came in later in the game as a pinch hitter, but you, you wanted to throw out some right-handed hitters like Rob Refsnyder up against the left-hander and Mackenzie Gore and the 24-year-old. He dazzled against the Red Sox. And then in the eighth inning, Red Sox were down 2 nothing at, at this point, and, and James Paxton kept the Red Sox in the game. He went six innings, five hits, two runs. And then in the eighth inning, the Red Sox just received this huge jolt. And there were a lot of fans at Nationals Park that were Red Sox fans. So you could hear it, you know, from the fans when this happened. And Pablo Reyes has been a guy that's injected a lot of life into the Red Sox over the last week plus. It, it really all started with the grand slam he hits against the Royals uh, two Mondays ago at Fenway Park. Hits off the foul pole. Red Sox win it on the walk-off Grand Slam. And and what he did also in the process, he helped the Red Sox win. And then on top of that, he solidified a roster spot uh, with Yu Chang, who ends up getting designated for assignment. And before that, it was Christian Arroyo. So the, the Red Sox deciding middle infield depth, we're going to go with Pablo Reyes. He has rewarded them. 
14 for 40 now since coming off the IL, and he hits a big home run tonight that tied the game at two. Will had a great call on it. We'll play it a little, little later on in our post-game coverage uh, here on Red Sox Review. But it was just it was a sign of life from the Red Sox, and uh, and it was one you thought, okay, maybe they're going to come back and win this game. And we know the Nationals are not world beaters, so if you tie the game at two, you, you know you, you have some momentum. The bullpen has been as good as it's been for the Red Sox. You think, okay, maybe they can just keep it a two-two game and then let the Red Sox offense go back to work. And then things sort of just sped up, right? The end of the inning it came pretty quickly for the Red Sox in the top of the eighth inning after the two-run home run by Pablo Reyes. And then Garrett Whitlock comes in in that bottom of the eighth inning, and it you know the, the Nats offense just is squaring him up, right? So he uh, gives up a single to, to Lane Thomas, and that gets the inning going for the Nationals. So Lane Thomas hits a single that 101.8 miles per hour so they have runner on first, nobody out. And then Joey Manessis, he was down in the count. This is a good hitter that the Nationals have in their lineup. It's not known for being a strong offensive team. But Joey Manessis, good hitter, uh, up with a runner at first and nobody out. He's down in the count 0-2, and then Garrett Whitlock hits him. So he plunks some runners at first and second and nobody out. And then uh, K-Bear Ruiz steps to the plate, the catcher for the Nats, and then he hits a bomb, right? He hits it, uh, ends up going 398 feet, 99.3 miles per hour off the bat. So that makes it 5-2. And then just like that, the good feeling you had from the Pablo Reyes home run just dissipates. And all of a sudden, you're down by three. Kyle Finnegan, uh, who who pitched and, and closed out the game for the Nats, he's been brilliant at the back end. So you give him a three-run lead, that's not going to uh, uh, pretend good things for the Red Sox uh, if in that top of the ninth inning. Not to say it couldn't happen, but you know you're down by three at that point in a must-win game. That's not the spot you want to be in. And then the Nats just like that added on another one as Stone Garrett hit his second home run of the night uh, that capped off the scoring of the night. And again, another bomb off of Garrett Whitlock. This one. 108.2 miles per hour, and then it traveled 442 feet. You know, that home run for Ruiz out in 18 of 30 ballparks. This one, a no-doubter, out in 30 of 30, going 442 off the bat to center. And uh, for Whitlock, it was on a 2-0 sinker that uh, Garrett was just able to square up and drill out to center field, and that was pretty much the ball game. And it's again the Red Sox fall six to two against the Washington Nationals. If you want to chime in, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven with the Red Sox losing tonight, three games back of the third wild card spot with forty two games left to play. Let us know how you're feeling. Do you think the Red Sox can bounce back tomorrow with Chris Sale on the mound? Do you trust Chris Sale in a must win game at this moment? Feel free to let us know. And again, you can text us also at 37937. The texts are starting to roll in a little bit. Uh, one texter asking who will be called up in September for the Red Sox. And that's a very interesting conversation. I think part of it will have to do with what needs the Red Sox have. You have some you have prospects in, in AAA that are dazzling. Sadon Raphael is uh, a name that comes to mind, uh, you know, right off the top. Willier Abreu just hit his eighth home run in the month of August as well. And, and actually, if you we want to just 
touch on the Woo Sox for just a, a little moment right now. Tanner Houck did pitch well in his rehab appearance uh, with the Woo Sox, got the start, four shutout innings, and uh, he will be back with the Red Sox on Monday. And they'll need him, right? Because if you want the time to be health, uh, the team to be healthy in any moment this year, you need it right now. With 42 games left, you're in the home stretch, three games back in the third wild card spot. You need the arms, everybody, you know, all hands on deck, everybody healthy on the team to get things rolling uh, for the Red Sox in this moment and then to get Tanner Houck back. And not to say that he's been the most consistent starter for the Red Sox. That's not been the case, but he is a guy that you want to depend upon and a guy the Red Sox view as a future arm for them, whether it's starter or being a starter or a reliever. But they'll have him back for the Houston series. But these next two series, and especially with the Yankees, the way they're tumbling too, right? They're coming up after the Nationals. You have to win these two series. You just have to because, uh, as I've talked about you know, several times, they will be playing a lot of good teams down the stretch. And there's no way you can just let up because you got the Nats, Houston, for four in Houston, and then you're playing three against the Dodgers at home. They've been the hottest team in Major League Baseball. They have won nine consecutive games. Uh, They're going to be at it again tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. And then you play Houston again. And Houston's starting to look like a a team that you can really, truly be afraid of uh, as they have been in past years, of course, the reigning World Series champs, but they get Justin Verlander back, and uh, they're looking like a scary team once again. Uh, and, and then after that, you get a little bit of a let-up with Kansas City, but then Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Yankees again. But Tampa Bay and Baltimore are the two teams you want to worry about. Regardless, you have to win in this series. You have to win tomorrow because if you don't win tomorrow, you're wasting another chance, right? Another chance to get back into it. I mentioned this in our pregame coverage. The playoff odds the Red Sox have per fan graphs at 16.3 coming into the night, which, you know, you might think that that's too low or too high. I I would hear out arguments on either side. I wouldn't say 50%. If you're going to say that, then don't feel just don't call in. But if you're thinking maybe it's 20%, 10%, I'm not going to argue with that at all. But at 16.3%, you're saying, okay, listen. That's a one in six chance of being able to grab a wild card spot. And I think where you look at the Red Sox are at, the Blue Jays are playing some solid ball. They lost tonight, though. Uh, the Red Sox, they on their own end have to be consistent. And you think about 42 games, what do you think that the record needs to be? I mean, it might need to be in that uh, 28-14 type of stretch to, to get yourself a spot. Uh, because if you do that, then you end up getting, uh, if you get to 28 and 14, that gets you to 91 wins. I think you'd, you'd get a wild card spot at that point. So maybe that's even being a little too extreme. Say you go 26 and 16, then you get to 89 wins. I think that that might get you a wild card spot too, but they need to play consistent above average baseball. And the problem with the Red Sox is just when it looks like they're going to put together a stretch in which they're going to be consistently consistent, it doesn't quite happen because then they have a lull. And against teams below 500, you just can't let up. 
sure, one loss, okay, you can watch this one away, but that means you have to get tomorrow. And that's a must-win game, another one on the schedule if you want to get into the playoff race. And again, the Red Sox, three back with 42 left to go. We're going to take you up to 11 p.m., so get the calls in, 617-779-7937. The calls are starting to roll in. Wally and George will get to you on the other side of this next break, but now let's go to Mike Tazi with What's Trending here on WEI. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. I'm Mike Tazi, and here's What's Trending. James Paxton and Mackenzie Gore's strong outings were the story of tonight's game until the magic of Pablo Reyes continued when he hit a two-run homer in the bot- in the top of the eighth to tie it at two. However, it was Nats catcher K-Bear Ruiz who stole the show by hitting a three-run homer off Garrett Whitlock in the bottom half of the eighth to help sew up a 6-2 Nationals win over the Red Sox. Sox will try to take the rubber game tomorrow in Washington where it'll be another matchup of left-handed starting pitchers. Chris Sale looks to build off that seven-strikeout performance last time out for the Sox. Patrick Corbin will be on the bump for Washington. First pitch is scheduled for 4.05 p.m. on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. In other Red Sox news, Tanner Houck made his final rehab start in AAA Worcester this afternoon, tossing four shutout innings while striking out four and allowing just one hit. Houck is on track to return to the Major League Club on Monday night against Houston. The Bruins announced they've signed 22-year-old former Harvard captain John Farinacci to a two-year entry-level contract. I'm Mike Tazi, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Back here on Red Sox Review, Sox fall 6-2 against the Washington Nationals tonight. They remain three games back at the third wild card spot as the Blue Jays also lost tonight. But for the Red Sox, two runs on four hits and so not a whole lot going offensively outside of a two-run home run by Pablo Reyes. A, dr- a dramatic shot in the eighth 
that tied the, take, uh, the game at two, but then Garrett Whitlock gives up four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and his average velocity was down tonight from his previous outing on Sunday. If you look at the two-seamer, he, 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 it, was, it was averaging 96 miles per hour on Sunday, uh, and tonight it was averaging roughly 94. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear from Alex Cora what he has to say about that if he gets asked about that and also about tonight's game. And let's now play what Alex Cora did say after this Red Sox 6-2 loss. Um, he wasn't able to locate, you know, first hitter, fastball up, base hit, then he hit Manessas, then a changeup, you know, in the zone, and, and the kid put a good swing. So, you know, it's going to happen. You know, he's not perfect, so we just got to turn the page. How about you, you think it's just kind of regaining his feel coming off the edge? I mean, we didn't say that two days ago, so, you yeah. know, it was just a bad outing. That's it. Uh, what do you to what do you attribute? You know, obviously Gore was throwing very well, but you know, uh, had a good fastball, yeah. and he was able. We we missed a lot of fastballs early in counts, and he was able to expand afterwards. Uh, his fastball up is is a good one, and we fouled off some of them. We didn't catch up with them. Um, you know, halfway through the game, he started mixing it up a little bit more. But uh, I think overall, you know, not able to get to the fastball put us in a bad spot. What do you think about the uh, the offense in general this month in August? I mean, it is what it is, you know. We haven't been great, but, uh, you know, we just got to be ready for tomorrow. How about Pablo, just how he continues to come through? Yeah, he's just short to the ball, and then he can catch up with Velo. Uh, you know, uh, he sees the game, and he puts good at-bats, you know. Um, you know, the previous at-bat, he's lined right the other way, almost fair. You know, uh, he gives himself a chance, and that's the most important thing, you know. Uh, um, nowadays, with the velo and, and where they're going with the fastball, you got to be short and straight to it, you know. And uh, we always talk about hitting the ball in the air and all that. Well, he's hitting the ball in the air, but you know, in a line, you know. So, uh, you know, uh, great at bats. He's been great for us. Um, you know, um, it was a big swing there for us. Alex, when you guys signed him, did you have any inkling that? You know, he was not really. No, no. I mean, uh, front office did a good job, you know, recognizing him uh, as a good defender, a guy that can put good at bats against lefties. But I think uh, overall, what he's done, you know, uh, whoever says that they saw it coming, they're lying to you. Yeah. But I mean, what unlocks a guy's ability to start? <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence. We give him the, the chance to play. Uh, we were very patient when he got uh, when he got hurt. Um, you know, he stayed with us and then stayed, you know, with the program. Uh, he got healthy and. You know, we've finally a bad thing. He's, taking, he's running away with it. Paxton obviously gave you, you know, six solid innings, although the swing and miss seems like it's done a little bit. Yeah, but six innings, two runs, it doesn't matter. You know, like where we at right now, the stuff of everybody in the big leagues is going down. And uh, when you give, you know, um, your team a chance to win the game, uh, we have to take advantage of it, and we didn't. What are you seeing in, in terms of, like, it seems like he's moving away from his cutter a little bit maybe, and... Uh... Probably game planning. All right, so that was Alex Cora talking after this 6-2 loss. He touched on Garrett Whitlock's outing tonight. Also, Pablo Reyes' hot stretch, uh, hitting 394 over his last nine games. He hit the big two-run home run and, and, and basically admitting, hey, listen, nobody expected him to do what he is doing for this Red Sox team, and he has been red hot. But the offense in general just has uh, been quiet for the most part here in the month of August. You know, the, the Red Sox were second in Major League Baseball in July in OPS. They came into tonight 21st in 
the sport in that category. 23rd in runs, 23rd in hits, and then weren't hitting for a lot of power as well. That's been a season-long theme, but uh, it's a Red Sox offense that got hot in July. That's dissipated here in August, and they scratch across just two runs on the two-run shot by Pablo Reyes on four hits. Garrett Whitlock gets hung up with the loss. Four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. He gives up. Sox lose 6-2. to If you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. We've had some patient callers on the line. Also, Feel free to text us at 37937 as well. We'll get to those in a moment, but let's go to the phones. We're going to go to Wally and Fall River first. Wally, you're on Red Sox Review. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, what's up, Joe? No good to cry. I mean, I really thought we were going to win this game. I watched the whole game. Paxton Page, good enough to win. But uh, it seems like we can't have a blowout game, a cruising game. They give you a start of four or five runs early, and we, and we cruise. But uh, thank God for Powell. He's the only one hitting. I mean, uh, we're going to go into Yankee Stadium now. They've been shut out twice, so maybe the law of averages, you know, will swing the other way and they'll start, you know, get out of the slump against us. But Paxson pitched different. But uh, one thing I question, Cora's decision, when uh, the first two guys got on and he had, after he hit the guy over two, would you have pulled him or just gone out there to, I don't know if he went out there to calm him down, but uh, the, the roof caved in on that end and, yeah, and Wally, I, I understand the question. The problem is, like, in theory, yes, you might want to have somebody come in if you, if you know Whitlock, it doesn't have it, but they didn't have anybody warming up at the time as that inning was starting to unravel a little bit. So it was Whitlock's inning, and, you know, if he tosses a scoreless eighth, there's a good shot that Cora throws him out for a ninth as well because Alex Cora, you know, has said that he's going to use him in multi-inning uh, type of scenarios. But uh, we got to start hitting, Joe. If we don't hit, it ain't going to look good. You know, like I said, we got the pitching straight now, but uh, I'd put a woodlock in more or less pressure, since he's just coming back, more or less pressure situations than uh, uh, what happened tonight. Yeah, and Wally, I think that's a great point. And I, as always, I love when you chime in. Feel free. I, you know, you know when I'm on, I love to talk to you. We appreciate you chiming in as always. If you want to grab his line, 617-779-7937. I, I actually, you know, Wally's last point, I, I understand that one too, right? You know, you have a guy that's that's trying to get himself back into form. He didn't he, he only made one rehab appearance in Worcester before getting called back up to the Red Sox, really activated off the IL is the way I should say that. But uh it was it was quick in some ways to kind of get him reacclimated. At the same time, this is why you have him with the Red Sox in this type of situation, right? If, if with the way they want to utilize him now is a multi-inning reliever, they wanted to rush the process a little bit. Maybe rush isn't even the right word. They just wanted to get him back here in an optimal amount of time where he could be useful in a multi-inning type of fashion. Because, you know, you think about it with Whitlock, all season long, you know, prior to the last injury, they were uh, gearing him as a starting pitcher. They had their mindset, okay, Garrett Whitlock's going to be a starting pitcher. We're going to try to make th- this work this year and then evaluate it after the fact. But they, they changed course after the last injury, the elbow bone bruise. And, you know, at that point, the Red Sox brass, Alex Cora, front office, they decide, okay, we're going to use him as a multi-inning guy. And so now that you've, you know, geared him in this type of way, you want to utilize him in important spots. And tonight he just didn't have it. Now, the stuff looked really good in his first outing back, 
But that was not necessarily the case tonight. I don't think it's even all stuff. Location-wise, it wasn't great. But as I mentioned, you know that sinker that he has, uh, it was down roughly two miles per hour by average from his previous outing. So it it, it did it, his stuff was diminished. And then the command, you know, as as Wally mentioned, I talked about it too in the open. Joey Manessis, you had him o two, and then you hit him to put runners on first and second, and then he gives up the three-run bomb to K-Bear Ruiz that that gives the Nationals lead. Uh, they go on top 5-2, and then they tack on another home run after that. And so, in the end, Whitlock, four runs allowed in an inning of work. We'll see how it progresses. But I, you know, with Garrett Whitlock, I'm always concerned from an injury standpoint. The, the thing about him being in, in the bullpen, you know how good he can be because we've seen it before. I mean, in 2021, he was incredible. For the Red Sox, and even in 2022, when he was a, a reliever, he was awesome as well. So uh, I, it, there's a chance he can get back to that form, but with what he's dealt with this year uh, on an injury side, you wonder if he can get to that. And then you think about, okay, now he was gearing up as a starter. Now he's in the bullpen. Not a whole lot of time in the minors back before he's able to come back to this team. You know, at the same time, the Red Sox do really need him because they need all the arms they can with where they're at, three games back from that second wild card spot uh, uh, with that third wild card spot that the Blue Jays have with 42 games left. So let's go back to the phones. Let's go to George in Rhode Island. He's been very patient. George, thanks for joining us yeah. at Red Sox Review. How are you doing this evening? Uh, well, uh, thank you for taking the call. Of course. Uh, we basically got a team that's been doing this all year long, inconsistent, up and down. We either hit every night, hit harder in the night, and we don't pitch or vice versa. I think with Sale back, I think he's a key to a potential chance at the playoff. He actually has to, he has to be healthy for the rest of the year and use them as much as they can, but not burn them out. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I played a lot of baseball in the younger years. I played men's senior baseball. I played a lot of ball. I, I just don't understand how a whole team can one night hit, 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 hit. The next night, none of them get hit. I don't I don't understand. I can see one or two falling off the pace at a given time, but not a whole team. And this, they did the same thing last year. And they're just giving up an offer. Right now, they're giving away a lot of opportunities where they could actually, you know, jump into this thing and, uh, you know, get themselves on top of some of these teams that chase them. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Hey. I, I feel bad for Cora. I mean, they definitely needed to pick up a piece or two before the uh, trade trade uh, trading ended. They didn't do it. But I still think the pieces they have, as strange as it may sound, if they can kind of find some consistency throughout, I think they can do some damage. It's just a matter of can they put it together and stay together for the next two weeks. If they don't do anything, if they have a bad road trip, they finish this road trip, if, if it is at least a 500, they might as well say goodbye, we'll see you next year. Because they have to be at least 500, probably better than that. Yeah. And try to pick up a game or two as best I can. Yeah, George, and I appreciate the call. Thanks for hanging on and, and chiming into the program. If you want to grab his line, 617-779-7937. And, uh, you know, it, the Red Sox offense, the way I look at it is that their production at times is a gift and a curse from our vantage point, right? Because they put together stretches in which they look so consistent and they look like a top five offense. Now, after a game like this, me saying that sounds crazy where they just scratch across four hits and two runs. Although I will say Mackenzie Gore, I think he's going to be a stud in the future here for the Nationals, one of the big acquisitions in the Juan Soto trade. But I, I say a gift and a curse because they have put together some real stretches this season in which they have looked like an elite offense. 
Now, the other side of it is that they put together some stretches in which they look like, you know, a bottom 10 offense in Major League Baseball. And right now they're kind of going through that here in the month of August. The, the production has not been consistent for the Red Sox this month. I, I just rattled off some of the numbers, but just to go over it one more time, coming into tonight, 21st in OPS, 23rd in runs scored, 23rd in hits. Uh, their on-base percentage, 21st in Major League Baseball, slugging percentage, 16th. The on-base percentage, by the way, below 300 uh, this month coming into tonight. Average hovering around the middle, 18th best in the sport. And tonight, that's not going to help them uh, with those overall numbers this month. And it's a killer tonight, but you understand it with a good pitcher like Gore. I thought for the Red Sox, the benefit of facing Gore now is that he's starting to deteriorate just because he's pitched so many innings compared to what he did last year, what he's done in his professional career. But the opposite happened before he had to leave the game in the seventh inning which with what looked like an injury in that he actually dominated, right? Just one hit allowed in six in the third innings, two walks, seven strikeouts. He was he was awesome. He looked really, really good. And it came at a terrible time for the Red Sox for him to be this sharp. Now I think, you know, you with the, with any type of pitching performance, it's partly the hitting side, it's partly the pitching side. But Gore just looked on all night long uh against the Red Sox and, and the Red Sox ran into him in a tough night in which they need a win. And that's what we've been saying. They need wins right now to get to that wild card spot, which they're three games back of with 42 left of play. Again, if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. The texts continue to roll in. I promise I'm going to get to those uh, before we wrap things up. We're going to take you all the way up to 11 p.m., so still plenty of time for more calls. If you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. Let's go to Evan in New Hampshire. Evan, you're on Red Sox Review. Thanks for joining us. Hey, man, how's it going? What's going on? Uh, so just want to say, um, you know, I know the big topic uh, specifically this year is consistency, right? You know, winning series, losing series, you know, the pitching's good, the hitting's bad, or the hitting's good, the pitching's bad. I, you know, I, I don't think it's enough, you know. You know, for playoff teams, you know, they're always – they have one unit that's always, you know, pitching, hitting, whatever it is. You don't really see teams, you know, like this make it the playoffs. And I think that it's almost time – you know, at that Braves series when, when we won two in a row there, that was the time as a Red Sox fan to buy in. And then right after that, you know, everything just goes right back to the inconsistency. And I think, um, you know, as a Red Sox fan now, you know, I'm just hopeful for next year uh, and, and to be a contender next year. And, Evan, I understand that sentiment. I, before we let you go and let you off the air, the one thing I'll ask is is if they win the next four, because they're going to play the Yankees coming up next, and they're right now uh, on, on a, in a tailspin and, and they, they're now below 500, will you buy back in? I, you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to the Yankees uh, game actually Friday in New York. Um, and, you know, obviously all for a Sox win, but, you know, you the Yankees being the Yankees isn't the problem. You know, you got to beat the Orioles and the Blue Jays and the Rays in September. You know, those are your big series that you got to connect with to gain those games back. I mean, being the bottom feeder, obviously, it's going to help you as a division opponent. But to get those games back from the Blue Jays, Orioles, and Rays is the biggest part here. No, that's a, that's a great point, and it's one I, I've been trying to harp on because of how tough the schedule looks, and and it's a good point. You know, don't give up hope yet. We still have 42 games, but I understand where you're coming from, and uh, I appreciate the call. Have fun at Yankee Stadium. And uh, he just dropped, but it was uh, good to talk to, to Evan there. Uh, you know, that's the one thing I say to fans because it's like, you know, we're you know we're all sports fans, right? So it's like if a team is going to win, you're going to buy back in because whenever a team gives you a little bit of hope, like the Red Sox could tomorrow if they win and then they sweep the Yankees in that series, 
you're gonna you're gonna that 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 feeling of belief is gonna creep back in despite how low you might feel tonight after this six two loss to the Washington Nationals. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to John in North Providence. John, thanks for joining us here on Red Sox Review. Oh, thank you. How are you doing? Doing great. How you doing? Well, not not great. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm feeling good. Sad the Red Sox lost though. Yeah. Well, the only thing I don't hear a lot of in it it, it, it really where you know I said it to the, the the gentleman that answered the phone. Where is Raphael Devers? I mean, you see Reyes come through tonight with with that big hit and tied the game. Devers was up in the same situation two innings before. And he hit the ball into a double play, but uh, Chavis bobbled it. So it ended up it wasn't a double play, but they never did score. I mean, where has he, where has he been all year? And, John, I think that's a great – you know, and I think that's a great question, and I appreciate you chiming in. If you want to grab his line, 617-779-7937. Now, to say where has he been all year, I don't think that's fair because, you know, you look at his overall production, right, he's, he's still among the top hitters in home runs and RBIs, and maybe RBIs means absolutely nothing to you. I'm not going to fight you on that, but uh, he's tied for 14th in home runs on the year in major league baseball is among the top 10 in, in the American league RBIs. He's among the best run producers in the sport as well. Uh, so he's in, he's 11th in major league baseball, by the way, just in case you're curious, all that being said, I think it's okay to want more from your franchise player this year, because despite those numbers, I just rattled off. He could be better because we've seen him be better, Right. And then on top of the offensive side of things, where I think at times this year he's he's swung at pitches out of the zone, I, I do think there's something to be said to adjusting as the landmine in the lineup because he's played on teams where there were other guys you also had to look out for. And not to say the Red Sox don't have a good lineup because even despite tonight, they do. I would say they've, they have a good lineup this year. But it's it's not quite a lineup that has the star power as the Red Sox lineups that Devers has been a part of in years past. I think anybody would admit that. And I do think Devers has had to adjust to that this year. And that sort of played a role in why his season leaves you something a little bit more to be desired. I especially think from an on-base percentage type of type of way, you know, it's not the type of player he is. So the fact that he's not over 400, I'm not surprised. But, you know, I think where he, he came into the night at, you could you could ask for more there, and then uh, this month it's been even weirder because he hasn't produced, you know, from a, from an RBI standpoint because pitchers have been kind of working around him a little bit. So he came into tonight this month with a three seventy eight on base percentage, which would be the second best of any month this year uh, for Rafi Devers. But slugging four oh five, only three RBIs now for Rafi through thirteen games this month. And and that's where, again, I talk about leaving a little more to be desired from Devers, I think is completely fair as a fan, especially a guy that you've extended into next, you know, the next decade and are paying over $300 million. I'm not saying he's had a bad season. That's not fair to say. Uh, He's had a good season in many different ways, but I think offensively, if you want to desire a little bit more, I'd understand that. And then on top of that, defensively, he's been toward the bottom in, in in a lot of defensive categories, outs above average, right toward the bottom. He's made the most errors of any third baseman. So I think it's a, it's a discussion to be had moving forward about what value he brings you defensively and then how long into his career do you maybe have to make a decision based on that. 
But uh, I understand that question. I understand the Rafi Devers question, despite also liking what I've seen from him this year in a lot of other ways. One more call before we go to break. Let's go to David in Florida. David, thanks for joining us. Good evening. You know, they're going to have to, a winning series, they got, what, how many games are left? 43, is it? 42 now. I mean, they're going to have to sweep a couple of series. And September is a much tougher schedule than than August has been. And, I mean, September is, is filled with the Orioles and the, and, the, and the Tampa and the Yankees and the Astros. So that's going to be a much tougher month. And I, they just don't have that. They don't. They don't have the consistency to, to to do it. I just don't think they do. But there's another thing that really bothers me too that I really want to bring out, and that's John Henry. And I'm sick of him. He's he's just a he's a narcissistic fraud. When when they when they win the World Series and times are going good, he's out there and he's present and he's giving interviews. But now when we're struggling, he's just running and hiding. And I have no respect for him. All right, David. We'll, all right. Well, as always, uh, appreciate you chatting again. And, uh, you know, the Red Sox, again, three games back, 42 left to go uh, in the American League wild card race. Uh, you know, tensions are high around Boston with this team. I, I understand the expectations were low coming into this year, but you are you're in the hunt. You're still in the hunt uh, with, with this little bit of time left, which I think a lot of us would have taken. I've always thought best case scenario for the Sox, they'd get into that third wild card spot. And, you know, they're still in the hunt. Three games back, 42 left uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays holding that final spot. Mariners sandwiched in between both of those clubs. We have one more segment to go here on Red Sox Review. If you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. We'll get to the text. Uh, and if you want to chime in on there uh, with the text, 37937. We'll get to those. We'll wrap things up. Sox lose tonight 6-2 to two over the Washington Nationals. Back with more Red Sox Review right after this here on WEI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. 2-1 and one to Pablo Reyes. Alex leading at first. The pitch is crushed deep to left field. It is way back. It is gone! Are you kidding me? Pablo Reyes! A lightning bolt into the Red Sox bullpen, and we are tied at two. Man, is there anything Pablo Reyes can't do? Doesn't seem that way in the last week or so. That was the biggest jolt of the night for the Red Sox. A Pablo Reyes two-run home run in the eighth inning that tied things up. Unfortunately, the joy of that moment short-lived. Nats scored four in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Washington takes it by a score of 6-2 to two over the Boston Red Sox. Pablo! Boy, he's really he's been really fun to watch. And uh, a guy that... When the Red Sox acquired him, you did not have high expectations for because when they got him on the Red Sox, he was playing in AAA for the Oakland Athletics. And you know the A's are bad, but I have to just rattle off the record you know, for you here to just reemphasize the point. They're 34 and 87. And Pablo Reyes, by their estimation, was not good enough to play on their major league roster. Now here's he's with the Red Sox. He's he's had a lot of big moments here over the last nine days. Uh, the the biggest one, the Grand Slam at Fenway uh, against the Kansas City Royals, a walk off Grand Slam off the foul pole, and it's it started this stretch in which the Red Sox have won six of their last nine games, but. They lose tonight by a score of 6-2, to two, so there's still three games back of the Blue Jays for that third wild card spot in the American League, and uh, 42 games remain 
every win or every game is so important and every series is so important. Rob Bradford, I've heard him emphasize this point. I couldn't agree with him more. Yes, you can lose a game here and there. This is baseball, right? You didn't expect the Red Sox, you know, especially with these 42 games left, you're not expecting them to go 42-0. and But you need to win series, and especially against a bad team like the Nationals, you need to win tomorrow. And the Red Sox will turn to Chris Sale in that start. I, I did promise the texters who, who chimed in, I'll get to them. So let's uh, chat about those guys and what they've been chiming in. Uh, we'll start with one that's saying, why wasn't Chris Martin pitching in the eighth inning like he did last night? to set up uh, the closer. You know, I think one thing you have to keep in mind, because Chris Martin's been so good, right? So one earned run over his last 25 appearances, that's 22 and two-thirds innings. You'd love to be able to roll out Chris Martin every night. But the reality is you're playing 16 consecutive games. The Red Sox do not have an off day until August 31st. So you used him last night. And you have Garrett Whitlock, who's fresh in the bullpen. Last time he pitched was Sunday, so you could use him in this instance. And, you know, he looked really good, or he looked good on Sunday, especially from a velo standpoint, that if you're Alex Cora, you've seen this guy perform in the bullpen before, and you've seen him dominate in the bullpen before, you can roll him out there in a 2-2 game. He just didn't have it tonight, and the, and the velocity was down from his previous outing. I think it'll be something to monitor. I'm not so concerned, but I think it's something to monitor uh, as uh, Whitlock continues to work out of the bullpen for the Red Sox. But I, I would have to think in Alex Cora's mind, that's not why he's going to Chris Martin in the eighth inning because he used him yesterday. You have some fresh arms that you can use, and uh, it's not a Mauricio Yovera that you're throwing out. It's a Garrett Whitlock a guy that you've been able to depend upon in the past. Going back to the text, somebody texting in, since their offense is so bad, the batting coach and Alex Cora might have to watch losing their jobs along with Bloom. Uh, he should be fired. I'm not willing to go to that extreme. I understand the frustration about how they've done in the month of August, but that being said, I, I think the coaching staff on the offensive side of things has actually done a pretty solid job this year. They're 10th in runs scored coming into tonight, 2nd in doubles, 4th in average, 7th in on-base percentage, 7th in slugging, and 7th in OPS. So, And I mentioned this before when a caller was chiming in about Rafi Devers and being disappointed about his season. I still think the reality of this Red Sox lineup, maybe it's a little different once Trevor Story really gets back into the swing of things, but... Rafi Devers is that one guy that 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 opposing uh, pitching you know pitching staffs and and pitching coaches are looking at and saying we need to take care of the guys around him because this is the guy we want to avoid in big spots because they've seen the underlying metrics they've seen the exit velo they see what he can do when he makes contact with the baseball and barrels it up he's a dangerous guy we know that we've seen it from him since he was called up as a young guy and he's still a young guy by the way but uh he's the guy that i that the opposing staffs are looking out for the most and I think when you look at the Red Sox and the guys they've had in the lineup all year round, you have to credit the staff overall for what they've been able to do with this group. That being said, they need to pick it up here this month because they can't keep going the way they are if they want to win some games down the stretch, especially when they start playing some good teams. Going back to the text, one texter uh, chiming in, Whitlock should be sent back to Worcester to work work out of the bullpen and then be called up in September and the Red Sox aren't going to make the playoffs. You know, this is the, the plan the Red Sox have gone with. We're bringing Whitlock back as a reliever because we want to work his way back quicker because we feel that as if we can get him back, 
in this capacity, he will be a guy uh, that we can rely upon for multiple innings because he's done that in years past. And that's the plan, right? So, you know, when, when you think about the way they brought him back, maybe it was too quick and, and maybe he could have used more time in Worcester, but this is do or die time. So I understand the urgency side from the Red Sox, but if you're not going to send him back down to Worcester at this point to figure things out, to then call him up in two weeks in September to uh, you know put him in a situation where he's pitching and then the games might not be as important because the Red Sox, because they didn't have the depth that they have in the bullpen, which they have now, they could fall further back in the standings. The one thing with Whitlock is I think the shame of it this year is that he hasn't really helped out the Red Sox cause because he hasn't stayed healthy. He only made 10 starts because of uh, the injuries he's dealt with. And now second time out of the bullpen, he earns a loss by giving up four runs in this outing. Got a little bit more time. One more text. Uh, one person chiming in. Do the Red Sox resign James Paxton next year? I find that a very interesting question because Paxton uh, will be a free agent after this season. And uh, you look at his status, 34 years old, and the injuries he's had in years prior. Is he a guy you want to lock up long term? It's a great question. I think he's going to earn a significant amount of money in the offseason from somebody. If it's relatively reasonable, the Red Sox, I think, could pony that up because he has been a huge, huge weapon for them in the rotation, and he logs a quality start tonight. Six runs, five hits, two runs, one walk, three strikeouts as part of this 6-2 loss against the Washington Nationals. Appreciate all the texters. Appreciate all the callers. Everybody chiming in here to Red Sox Review. It's Chris Sale getting the start tomorrow. Red Sox need him. Last seven starts. 2.43 2.43 ERA. He looked great in his last outing coming off the IL. Seven strikeouts, four and two-thirds innings. Red Sox need him in a big way. Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts at 3.05. First pitch at 4.05. Want to thank Mike Tazi. I'm Joe Wiles signing off on Red Sox Review. Sox lose tonight by a score of 6-2 to two against the Nats. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.